Hey everybody and welcome back to Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Round 24. I'm your host, Stephen Westway. Been having a few technical difficulties this week, so it could be another shorter edition of the show. However, next week I've got a guest on. We're going to deep dive into everything leading into the finals. And then when the finals start in two weeks' time, uh, there's going to be guests on to preview every game. And it's going to be a uh, a real deep dive into who we think, um, and obviously myself, who runs the podcast, but also my guest, what we think of each of the finals matchup and who we ultimately think is going to take out this premiership. And speaking of which, we've got two rounds left. Round 24 kickstarts tonight at 8pm. Blockbuster game between the Broncos and the Eels. A very important game in relation to the top eight. And, you know, we've got nine teams that are still left in the running for this premiership. And that's right, the Raiders, they're still going and they can and really should make the eight, assuming they can win their next two games versus a Manly side that, you know, have had their issues in the past month or two and in round 25 they end their regular season against the West Tigers. So if they win both of those games, they go to 30 points on the Telstra Premiership ladder and that should realistically be enough to make the finals. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly how, you know, the rest of this, the, well, the bottom of the top eight plays out. The Broncos and the Rabbitohs, they're not fully safe either in this finals race. I mean, the Rabbitohs, they went down narrowly to the Penrith Panthers in probably the game of the week last week. Um, 26-22, I was up there at that game. They were winning 22-20 to with five minutes left before letting the game slip from their fingers due to a late Liam Martin try. And we'll talk about the jackson Paulo controversy a little bit later as well, but that game you know, was important for South and now they face a situation where they have the Cowboys and the Roosters in the last two rounds and, you know, they probably have to win at least one of those games to secure their spot in the top eight because they had a really good four and against, but they probably need more than 28 points to secure their position. The Broncos, they um, are in a similar boat, um, but obviously under a lot more pressure. I said on the show last week at $17, they were... Uh, you know, absolute good things, uh, well, not good things, but uh, a big chance of missing the finals at $17, and they were terrible against Melbourne last week, they got embarrassed 60-12, to 12, and it's a huge game against Parramatta tonight, not just for Parramatta to, you know, have any chance of making the top four and hitting some form heading into the finals, but the Broncos to even make the finals, because we've seen teams in the past, in round 25, the last round of the competition, have situations where all they have to do is win the game and they make the finals and the Broncos have the Dragons next week. But I've also seen over the years, like the Dragons in 2017 versus the Bulldogs, like the Rabbitohs in 2010 and 2011, a team that just needs to win to cement a spot of the top eight and, um, you know, they end up losing that last final round in a game they probably should win and end up costing themselves a finals opportunity. So... Huge couple of weeks left to the Telstra Premiership. Obviously, next week we've got the Roosters, Rabbitohs, which uh, could dictate where, you know, fifth to eight finishes well um, in this Premiership race. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, we've got the top four and the Sharks and the Cowboys basically fighting out to see who's going to uh, end the regular season in the top two and host, you know, that all-important round one, uh, week one, sorry, finals matchup. And the Cowboys, they're, you know, go to, to strength to strength from strength up there in Townsville and they were going to want to host that home final because if they don't, then I probably would question 
whether they can, you know, win round one and get to the prelim um, if they're not playing up there in Townsville. So it's going to be interesting to see how the ladder works itself out. But we've got some huge games in round 24, and I'm going to preview them today. And hopefully I can get this podcast out before the start of the round. But before we get into it, please like Steve's NRL footy tips on Facebook. It's the best way to stay notified before the latest updates on the future of the show. As I said, I've got many guests lined up um, to come and preview some of these bigger matches of the season Make sure you subscribe to the show, wherever you guys listen, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or Google Podcasts. We're on pretty much every podcast streaming platform, so check out the show. And uh, as I mentioned, next week we're going to do a deep dive into these potential finals matchups, and we're going to cover you guys all the way to the grand final in terms of match previews. So stick around um, to Steve's NRL Footy Tips. It's been a pleasure having you guys in 2022, and the show just keeps going from strength to strength. All right, let's get into my predictions for round 24, and the action all starts tonight from 8 p.m. And round 24 kicks off tonight. As I just mentioned, 8 p.m., it's a blockbuster game from Suncorp Stadium. The Brisbane Broncos versus the Parramatta Eels. Both of these teams very desperate um, to cement their spot in the top eight. For the Eels, they're still fighting for the top four. The Broncos, they're on life support after a disappointing month of football that was compounded last week in a shocking 60-12 to defeat against the Melbourne Storm. I did predict a similar scoreline on the show last week, but nevertheless, it was a very disappointing performance, especially for all the Broncos fans out there. And, you know, compounding their issues, I mean, that game can pretty much be summarised by, if you look at the stats, you can see that not a Broncos forward, none of them made over 100 metres. And when they were so dominant in the first half of the season, that's really what they you know, base their football around. Their forward got momentum early. Their forward pack led by, you know, the likes of Carrigan, who's been suspended, and Payne Haas and Kurt Capewell. They were making, you know, inroads through the middle of the field, and then it gave time and space for their playmakers like Adam Reynolds to really, you know, put their mark onto each game and, and lead the Broncos home with a pinpoint kicking game. But with the forwards being so... I guess lacklustre is the word, even though, you know, it's hard to be critical because they've had such a big season. Um, they just haven't been making the infro- inroads in the middle part of the field, in that middle third, and the Broncos have struggled because a lot of times you'll see Reynolds have to make a clearing kick 30 or 40 metres out from his own line, and um, really they just they seem to be very fatigued football side to the point where we've seen the news this week of Selwyn Cobbo, he won't be playing um, tonight for the Broncos, and they find themselves... As I mentioned, they've got to win one of these two games against the Eels or the uh, Dragons and to pretty much cement that spot. And at least because they're for and against, they've got plus 21. The Raiders have got minus 25. But obviously, a big loss can make that very close very quickly. So it's do or die here for the Broncos and then it's these next two weeks. They need to show something tonight. And, um, you know, it's going to be tough because Parramatta last week, they really came forth, had a good performance against the Bulldogs, let everybody know their intentions and how they're going to be competitive this year. And uh, with Mitchell Moses back in the side, it's now or never for this Parramatta squad. They haven't won four games in a row a year. They're going to need to do that if they're going to take the premiership out this year. And we know that they're the only team this year that's beat the Panera Panthers twice. But obviously the Eels are looking for a lot more consistency before the um, the end of the regular season. So it's going to be a big battle tonight. Um, the forward pack's really going to dictate things, as I mentioned. The Broncos need to get back to doing the simple things right, completing their sets, getting their forwards over that advantage line. And the likes of Flegler um, and Jordan Ricky and Corey Jensen, they've got to give these established guys like Payne Huss and Kurt Capewell, who are trying their arse out 
week in and week out some help and get Parramatta where they need to be. Uh, sorry, Brisbane where they need to be in relation to the field. And they they have a tough match tonight because they've they're going up against the likes of Campbell Gillard and Paulo and. I think the Broncos are going to be determined in front of their home crowd at Suncorp to make an impression. I think Kevy's going to have them ready to go tonight, but I think Parramatta ultimately probably just be a little bit too strong, and I've got Parramatta winning this game by four, but I think it's going to be a real battle out there um, this evening. Which unfortunately means that the Broncos will be fighting for their survival next week against the Dragons. But yeah, the Eels by four for me to kickstart round 24 and it's going to be a very entertaining round i obviously didn't mention at the start of the show as well that last week we saw a bunch of games that were basically cricket scores i mean we saw a bunch of floggings uh the broncos against the storm as i mentioned was embarrassing there's a lot of teams that seem checked out teams that can't make the finals so these last two weeks are going to be interesting to see how much pride those teams are going to put in the jersey obviously tonight's game the broncos and the eels are one that um you know, one that matters and one that's really important and both teams you expect to show up at Suncorp Stadium. But it just, it highlights the difference between the competition and it's going to be really interesting next year when the uh, when the Dolphins come into the competition considering they haven't been able to land that big fish signing. We'll see how they stack up and hopefully that was just a round 23 issue where um, we saw a lot of scores get out of hand quickly. But it's a little bit worrying when you think about, you know, everything that... Um, that the rugby league world is building towards the NRL because we want expansion, we want an 18th team sooner than later, but if it's going to be this much of a difference in the later rounds every year, then uh, you either need to do one or two things, shorten the you know regular season or somehow make uh, give some in- incentive or make um, you know some of these lesser teams want to play for that jersey week in and week out near the end of the season. So it be interesting to see how the NRL approaches that especially if those scores continue in the next few weeks. Friday Night Football kicks off from 6pm at Blue Bet Stadium when the Penrith Panthers versus the New Zealand Warriors. And I just mentioned blowout scores, and the Warriors were blown off the park 48-4 to last weekend against the North Queensland Cowboys. Marcelo Montoya, the only try scorer there, and this week could be a similar circumstance. They're not home at New Zealand, and the Penrith Panthers have named... A uh, much stronger team than a lot of people would expect. Jerome Luai is back earlier f- than expected from uh, injury. James Fisher-Harris back in the lineup this week. And they're pretty much full strength apart from Nathan Cleary. So, you know, uh, Seven did a really good job in there at 5'8", but Luai's going to add, you know, that ability to break the game wide open and add some experience in the halves. Him and Sean O'Sullivan have played together while Cleary was out earlier this year. And I feel like that combination is a step in the right direction. And for Panner, if they're going to take a lot of confidence over the fact that they've still been able to play a very consistent and high-quality brand of football since Cleary has been out. And, you know, during that time, they've still missed Edwards, Corusia, Isaiah, Yo, Viliama, and Kikia at different points. So to have all their established stars back on board for a final hit out before the finals is going to add a lot, you know, um, a lot of confidence to this Penrith Panthers side because if you look at next week, they have the um, they have the who do they have last round again? They've got the North Queensland Cowboys up there at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Now that could be a first versus second match, but the Cowboys got plenty to play for. Penrith really don't. Do they want to risk setting all their stars up the up in the plane up there um, to Townsville? I would caution on the idea of not doing that. So 
I think we might see a lesser team that Penrith uh, bring out next week against the Cowboys in the last round. So this is pretty much their last final hit out of, you know, almost being full strength before the finals. And these guys like Luai need some game time because obviously Cleary's going to come back in. If they win week one of the finals, they make it through to the preliminary final. But if they don't have much football in their legs, it could be a bit of a disadvantage to the Penrith side, considering there's some teams that are going to make the preliminary final that, you know, have been playing week in and week out, um, you know, earning their spot there and, you know, playing hard in football and, and finals football um, and that brand of toughness to get to that point. And if Penrith just cruise into the preliminary final, which I'm not saying, you know, whoever they verse in fourth is going to lie down, but if they win that game, which they will be expected to win, some of these players might not have a huge amount of football um, in their legs um, heading into the most important game of the year. So it's important this week for the the Panthers to come out and make a statement, play some good football. As I mentioned, they're going to take a, a lot of confidence in how good they've been playing without their stars. They beat the Rabbitohs 26-22 to 22 last week. And, um, you know, you can just tell that this footy side backs themselves uh, in any position. They were down extremely late in that game against the and Liam Martin, um, you know, went over with three minutes left and, and scored the match winner. There's just a belief at Penrith um, to the point where you think they're going to be extremely hard to beat in 2022. And I think that anything less than a premiership probably would be considered a disappointment for the club, despite the fact that they are the current premiers. That's crazy to say, but the expectation on Penrith is huge. And uh, as I mentioned, even though they're versing the Warriors this week, who might be checked out for the rest of the season, it's a very important opportunity for them to you know, um, get their full-strength side out there and get some foot in their legs before the start of a grueling postseason, which I'm sure it will be because everyone is going to be gunning for Penrith. And they're still, at the moment, the benchmark of the competition. And, you know, probably without insulting ever any other team, you'd say they're probably well ahead of the second-best team in this competition at the moment. So I've got Penrith beating the Warriors um, by about 30 to 40 points. I feel like the Warriors might have one last genuine performance next week, backing them out smart against the Titans to end their season. But obviously they're at the point where they're not playing for too much except pride in the jersey. Hopefully they come out and put a good performance together and take it to this Penrith side. But looking at paper, you can just see the um, the huge differences that these two teams have um, when you line each other up against uh, line each player up against each other. So I've got uh, Penrith way too good on Friday night. Friday night football continues at eight PM, and it's a uh, a pretty big game. Probably the what might be the game of the season at seven fifty five from Amy Park when the Melbourne Storm hosts the Sydney Roosters. And man, this is a game that I'm going to be looking forward to. I'm sure everybody else is going to be looking forward to it tomorrow night as well. It's the first time in history where two teams that have scored over sixty points or sixty or more points are heading up against each other the following week. The Storm, big winners, 60-12 to 12 over the Broncos last week, and the Roosters putting on a cricket score against the West Tigers, 72-6. to six. It's safe to say that despite mixed middle parts of the season and beginnings of the season in terms of the Roosters, that both teams have found their footing and starting to play some really um, confident brand of football, and really these are two smoky picks to upset Penrith to win the Premiership. The Roosters find themselves now in sixth place on the ladder, which is crazy considering they were a few wins out from the top eight at one point there. Um, you know, that one-two punch of Jared Rahir Hargraves and Matt Lodge have been tremendous for them. The signing of Lodge and getting back Takiaho this week um, is going to be a massive plus, and same as Lindsay Collins. Their halves are playing with more confidence. James Tedesco has been the best player um, or one of the best players in the competition this year yet again. And Joseph Marley's got that X factor that can break a game wide open. And 
it's crazy that they didn't gel in the early starts of the year. They had their injury concerns, but they're peaking at the right time of the year. They're going to be a massive threat to this competition. At the start of the year, they were my pre-season pick to win the Premiership, the Roosters. But me and they are really coming together at the right time of the year, despite the fact that a lot of people, including myself, were beginning to write them off midway through the year. And they're versing a Melbourne Storm team down there at Amy Park. We know how good the Storm are down there. Um, but obviously, they've had their struggles over the last few months, but they've come together, um, gotten some star power back into the lineup, and, you know, those fringe first graders that got that experience in the middle of the year have gained a lot of confidence as well for getting that football in their legs. And what I'm seeing is a side that can go all the way and, you know, be that tom- dominant storm side that we've seen over the last two decades and continue that legacy. And it's the last dance for a lot of these guys. The Bromwich brothers are leaving. Felice Cafusi's out, Brennan Smith alongside others, older part in the club at the end of the year. North Loomer's obviously only a temporary um, winger there. So, you know, it's it's kind of do or die for Melbourne this year. And they started to, you know, 16-0 over the Panthers two weeks ago. They followed it up with 60-12. to Huge victory over the Broncos in front of their faithful there at Suncorp Stadium. I feel like this is the side that can challenge Penrith the most out of any team's Left And if I'm picking a premiership right now, I'm actually picking the Melbourne Storm. But this battle on Friday night is going to be a toss-up. I mean, it's also going to be interesting to see where Bellamy plays Nick Meaney, whether he's in the 5-8 position or at fullback, and that they are going to persist with Munster at fullback, considering how electric he's been um, since that change got made. But no matter where you put Munster in the field, I think that the superstar is going to show up in these big matches. And, you know, it's going to be an interesting battle him and Hughes versus the halves of Kiri and Walker, who have been inconsistent each year, but are starting to find their footy, especially um, Nathan Cleary, uh, Nathan Cleary, Luke Kiri last week, um, you know, free try assist. He was dominant in that big victory over the West Tigers. So it's going to be a big battle. I mentioned the Roosters forwards and, you know, how confident they're playing with the arrival of Matt Lodge, Sam Verrill starting to play some good football. Angus Crichton and Nat Butcher are scoring tries at will. And, you know, they're lining up against a... Uh, a hardened and veteran Melbourne Storm forward pack with all the established players in there. They're basically full strength, and I'm expecting a huge arm wrestle. Whoever can get that arm wrestle and get their superstars, you know, into the game early will take the definite advantage in this game, and I feel like it's going to be a, a game that's going to go down to the wire. Um, it's a real toss-up, but in front of their home crowd at Mel, uh, at, down there at Amy Park in Melbourne, I feel like the Storm... Um, get the points here, and you know the Roosters. I don't think are going to lose any confidence from going down to the Storm in this game, and they have a huge game next week against the Rabbitohs that could decide some final spots there. But I'm expecting a blockbuster on a Friday night. It could go over way, and you know these two teams, two Smokies, to win the Premiership this year. But I've got Melbourne been a little bit too good. I've got Melbourne by six points on a Friday night football. It's my favourite time of the week. There's two Super Saturdays left for the year, and. The action this week kickstarts at 3pm from GIO Stadium down there in Canberra and the Canberra Raiders host the Manly Seagulls. And obviously this game is crucial for so many reasons. Canberra's season on the line. They need to win two from two to make the finals. They have a chance of getting there. But they can also cost a team that's currently in the top eight their chance at playing postseason football in this match as well. So a lot to play for for the Raiders. They're versing a Manly side that ever since the Pride jersey scandal about a month ago, they haven't won a game since... Um, they were just uh, terrible. I don't even know the word to describe them last week against Cronulla. They were awful in that game, and they really seemed like there's you know, a lot of differences at the club, and um, they're not all on the same page. And 
you know, it's going to be a sad end for some players like Marty Tapio and Kieran Foran's time at the club because they're a club that's really, um, you know, going through it at the moment. And, you know, Cherry Evans claims that they're, they're all trying their best, but from an outsider's point of view, you've just got to look at the club and look at that one incident a month ago has unfortunately cost them their season. But obviously the focus this week and the fact that also that Manly have not been playing guys you know, have, who have suffered late season injuries like Garrick and Jake Troy. It's not helping them, and they've played a, you know, a lot of rookies in the past few weeks. That gonna, that's going to continue this week, and obviously the Raiders have it all to play for. Ricky Stewart's back after, um, you know, missing two weeks ago, and they were down, you know, in that first half against the Knights. They looked down and gone. They managed to fight back, like, um, you know, teams that want to play finals football can produce and. It was the stars, Joseph Tarpanay and Jack Wyden, that really dragged Canberra across the line and got the victory last weekend. And they've got to continue that form um, on Saturday against Manly in front of their home crowd. They've got it all to play for. If they don't make the finals, it's on them because they've got an easy run home. I expect Canberra to um, to come out firing. I expect them to be good, too good for Manly, unfortunately. And as I mentioned, it's a sad end to the season for Manly. It's a season that had so much potential, but... Um, you know, it's delivered so little for their fans, unfortunately, and I think the Raiders put the cleaners through them um, and go down to a mouth-watering um, game against the Tigers, which you wouldn't expect looking at it on paper, the Raiders versus the Tigers next week. But I think that the Raiders are primed and ready to make the finals in 2022. I've got the Raiders too good for Manly, the Raiders by 32 to kickstart Super Saturday. The second game of Super Saturday kicks off at 5.30pm from Point Bet Stadium when the Cronulla Sharks host the Canterbury Bulldogs. The Sharks, they're playing for a top two spot now. Them and the Cowboys neck and neck. They seem destined to be versing each other to open, um, you know, their postseason campaigns. And, you know, that home advantage is going to be a big difference maker in that game. If the Cowboys get their home final up in Townsville, then... Um, you know, they might be almost specials to win that game and go through the preliminary finals. But the way the uh, the Sharks play at the moment, they've got the grittiness. Um, they, they're doing it tough and they're scoring a lot of points like we saw that they're capable of doing last weekend against Manly. Um, you know, they've got it all to play for again this week. They're versing a Bulldog side that were very disappointing against the Eels. They've been disappointing for a few weeks now. They seem like they've clocked off, unfortunately, under Mick Potter and his time is, um, you know... Um, Interim coach will come to an end next week, and unfortunately, despite all the hard work he's done there for half the season, it might go down with a little bit of a whimper these last few weeks. I think that the Bulldogs are very much looking forward to 2023 and you know their plans there, and really, I just feel like on paper this week that the Sharks have way too much to play for for the Bulldogs. I don't expect a huge amount of points from the Bulldogs because I think they produced one of their worst performances of the year last year. And the Sharks, another Smokey that are possible of going on a run this postseason and uh, and taking it all. I'm not saying they will do that, but they are capable. And you know, the more um, the more they play together, the better they'll get. Andrew Fafita's last season is going to be at the Sharks this year, so that adds a little bit more fire to the club. And I expect them to put the cleaners, unfortunately, through the Bulldogs this week. I've got the Sharks being way too strong. The Sharks by 22 and. As you're noticing with these match predictions, I feel like we're going to get a lot more blowouts like we did last week in round 24. Super Saturday shapes up to be an absolute blockbuster from 7.35pm when the South Sydney Rabbitohs host the North Queensland Cowboys from a core stadium in Sydney. And the Rabbitohs, they need a win before finals. That is for sure. They are a team that 
you know, threw the game away basically against Penrith last weekend. Their completion rate at 68% wasn't good enough, but they found themselves in a position to win that game. And as a South Sydney fan that was in the attendance up there at a core stadium, it was disappointing to see um, the Rabbitohs not be able to pull off the victory and hold on for that last four minutes and win the game. But um, obviously, they're playing still with a lot of confidence as a football club. Latrell Mitchell was electric again last week. Jackson Paulo, unfortunately, finds himself dropped after last week. He wasn't you know, at his best, and he knocked the ball on a few times. And a couple of minutes to go, he um, wasn't able to pull off the... Uh, the catch to to secure Seas the win, but that happens in football sometimes. The death threats are not on, and I expect uh, the NRL to come hard, down hard on that and find the people that didn't. And you know, fans are entitled to opinion. I'm just a fan. I'm just doing this podcast. But there's a way to go about it. There's a way to be respectful. And at the end of the day, it's just a game of rugby league. And Jackson Paulo knows that he didn't have a great game last weekend, but. He'll be better as time goes on, for sure. So um, hopefully when he gets his other his next opportunity, he takes the most of it. That's the game of rugby league sometimes. Isaac Thompson will take his spot in the lineup this week. And obviously the Cowboys, um, you know, they're getting prepped for a big postseason themselves, the finals campaign, where that second position on the ladder is so important for them. I just talked about it in the Cronulla game, but they have a job ahead of them to secure second on the ladder. And... Obviously, this game's going to be huge because they lose. Uh, Cronulla go to second, and Cronulla got an easy run um, heading into the finals in the last in the last week as well. So um, you'd think they'd wrap that spot up. So the last two games for the Cowboys, Souths and Penrith, is going to really give them an indication to where they're at. And um, for them to win the premiership, the Cowboys have to win these games, especially away from home, because they're not going to be able to play in Townsville um, the whole final series. But um, yeah, this is a good opportunity for them to make an impression and tell the rest of the um, the rugby league world that we've had a great season and we're going to continue that come finals time. So I'm excited for it. I think that Latrell Mitchell is definitely a different maker for CRS. If he can get into open space, um, Cody's been just heaps better since he's been in the lineup. I expect that to continue. Campbell Graham was a huge inclusion when he came back into the lineup last week um, on the right-hand side for CRS. Him and um, Isaac Thompson, I expect that combination to be worked on in the coming weeks before finals time. And as I mentioned, Seahawks need a win to secure their spot in the top eight either against the Cowboys or the Roosters. I think they're going to be up for the game. The Cowboys, Tom Dearden's out this week with a ruptured testicle. That is a big loss for the Cowboys. And it's a loss that they've um, responded by putting drink water in at 5-8 and the hammer at fullback. It's a good start. It's a good substitute, but I think that the Cowboys definitely lose a lot by not having that difference maker, that X factor, especially to help with the general play kicking. Scott Drinkwater is going to run the football a lot, like Deedon does, but I feel like they're much stronger when Deedon's in the side. And, you know, their forward pack, it's been a big year for the Cowboys. I think the Rabbitohs will be up for it. I think the Cowboys will be as well, but I think the Rabbitohs might just be a little bit too strong on Saturday night. I've got CFs by 10 points, but it's another game that has the potential to be one of the matches of the round and a real preview of what we're going to get come finals. But see our Sydney by 10 for me on Saturday night. Only two more Sundays of NRL action before the grand final, and the action this week kicks off at 2pm from Combank Stadium when the West Tigers host the St. George Illawarra Dragons. And the Tigers, uh, it was embarrassing last weekend. Their worst loss of all time. They just didn't seem to be in the match at all post the first 10 minutes, and... You know, it just shows you how bad of a shape the club is in and it's been awful 
for you know the last decade. I've been doing this podcast for three years now, and I've criticised them openly on this show, and the place is just all over the shop, uh, the upper management to everywhere. So let's hope Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall can improve them next year. But it was 72-6, to six and the only time that they crossed the Roosters' line was from an intercept try. So it just shows you that they're just leagues, um, you know, behind where their fans should rightly expect them to be. And, you know, years away from being competitive as a football club, to be honest, and it's disappointing. They did kick out and happy chorus down next year, but all-round disappointment for the Tigers last weekend and for the last decade plus. They're versing a Dragons team that got a 40-26 victory over the Gold Coast, a 46-26 victory over the Gold Coast Titans last week. I thought that they might put the queue in the rack like every other team, but it was a good win in front of their home crowd at Wynn Stadium. And surprisingly, it was a beautiful day on the Sunday, but uh, good to see the Wollongong and Illawarra faithful get out there at Wynn Stadium and give the Dragons a good crowd to you know close the year up there. And um, you know next week they're back at the Strata Jubilee. This is their last away game of the year, and I think that the Dragons um, there's a lot of unrest and a lot of turmoil at the club in the moment. There's you know talk about Anthony Griffin's long term future at the organisation. Cameron Serrato getting offered a deal. But I think Griffin will have a chance in 2023 to make, um, you know, the most on his promises and, you know, the promises that he gave the club when he got there. And really the first couple of months of 2023 will be crucial to his future. And at this current point in time, he's got a worse record than when Paul McGregor um, was coach. And they've got to sort out the Ben Hunt situation in terms of his contract. And they lowballed the offer originally. They've got to upgrade. He's been their best player all year. He might be the Dalian medalist. I think he will be. So that's got to be a priority for St. George. But uh, really, this game, if you're a tipping man, you're a little bit confused by this because the Dragons, you never know what you're going to get. The West Tigers have been atrocious, but who knows? They might still have one le- win left in the tank. But surely the Dragons are too strong. Amone's playing some good football these last couple of weeks. Important for his future to keep being consistent, keep looking for those opportunities because it's been an inconsistent start to his first-grade career. And, um, you know, Sullivan in the number nine is interesting because... McCulloch doesn't have too long left in his career. So I think the Dragons in this next couple of weeks can try a few different experiments, maybe put Tyrell Sloan, um, give him more time in the field and just establish where they're going in their spine the next few uh, weeks um, to you know start it off for next year. So I've got the Dragons um, getting the job done on Sunday, but the Dragons by 10 points against the West Tigers. And in the final game of the round, 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon, it's the Gold Coast Titans versus the Newcastle Knights. There's not much to say in relation to this game. Uh, both teams obviously had disaster seasons and Newcastle were, you know, got a lot of turmoil, turmoil at their club. They almost won. They, it was a spirited performance last week and the Titans have been playing better football, but ultimately 2022 is going to be a season to forget for both of these teams. Um, and yeah, both are just trying to give some young guys experience and, and you know, set up next season. So this might be my shortest preview ever. <laughs> I've got the uh, the Gold Coast Titans winning this one uh, by eight points, but it's a toss of the coin, really. And at the end of the day, it's a nothing game in relation to this competition. So those are my tips for round 24 of the Telstra Premiership. Just to recap, on Thursday night, I've got the Eels being too strong for the Brisbane Broncos in a do-or-die match. Parramatta by four in that game. Penrith destroying the Warriors on Friday night. The match of the round, the Storm versus the Roosters. I've got Melbourne being too strong there as well in a highly entertaining game with the Raiders overpowering mainly on Saturday. The Sharks beating a uh, Bulldogs team that seems to run out of fights. 
um, on the Saturday Arvo and Saturday night I've got the Rabbitohs being too strong um, for the Cowboys in another uh, highly entertaining game I've got the Dragons beating the Tigers on Sunday afternoon and the Gold Coast Titans getting another rare win for 2022 to end the round those are my tips for Round 24, if you want a bet of the week, um, I think it's paying about 7 seven fifty. That is the Bulldogs not to score a point against the Cronulla Sharks. All right, that's my tips for round 24. I'll see you guys next week for an in-depth look at the final round of the competition. I'm going to also name my team of the year, and we're going to preview the start of the 2022 NRL Finals. Enjoy your football this weekend, guys. I'll see you next time on Steve's NRL Footy Tips.